Oh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is, what is today? It's Thursday at 8 a.m. That means it's time for Craven Community College's hottest new podcast in the know with what has to be the cutest thing I have seen all day was Chelsea's reaction <laughs> to Girl Scout cookie. Everybody missed it. We were lucky to be here yes. for it. You were, it, was, it was truly one of those things that I wish the camera had been rolling on. I did get very excited for some Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah. I, have not like, eaten, oh! I have not eaten breakfast, although I can't imagine that um, the peanut butter patties are... See, I was a Girl Scout when they were like Tagalongs mm-hmm. and Samoas, so I still call them the original names. So that it had a different name? Yeah, the Tagalongs. Okay. Yeah, they're, I feel like, what, it was the Tagalongs, the Samoas? I mean, obviously, Thin Mints. Yeah, they, mints. they've changed the name. Um. Goodness, yeah, we used to have the thanks a lot. Yes. Yeah, they would just say thank you in different languages, but they're really good with the shortbread and the chocolate. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so hungry. I need to, I need to, eat, I need to eat breakfast before I come Flip here. Flip them open. <laughs> no. Well, first of all, good morning, yes. everybody. Good morning. Good morning. No, good back, morning. back to the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yes. And now back to the Great, good to see you. Chelsea, good to, good see, to you. see you. Yeah. So, yeah, so today, yesterday I got these um, after lunch. They were sitting, the young lady was out front of the Havelock Food Lion. So uh, as I was walking in to go grab lunch, she says, will you buy some Girl Scout cookies? And I went, when I come back. And then I was leaving and I was in a hurry. And I was thinking, get to the car, get back to the office. And she goes, ma'am, Girl Scout cookies. And I went, oh, I promised. So fortunately, I had cash. And so, because I never carry cash. Mm -hmm. Well, they're professional now. I'm a professional. No, they'll take cards now. Yes, yes. I'm not sure she had that sophisticated um, process yet. So of course, the first thing I said, I'm like, then mint. She goes, this late in the game, ma'am, you've missed the <laughs> <laughs> This late in the game. Throwing the guilt right <laughs> yes. at you. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. So today is, or actually, it's a whole week. So it's Girl Scout week. And okay. So, Chelsea, you were a Girl Scout? I was a Girl Scout, yes. Did you start with brownies? I was a Daisy. Because a Daisy Brownie mm-hmm. Junior. And I think I stopped when I was a junior. But then you could be a senior. Correct. Right. So you know about Daisy. That's yeah. before Brownie? I, yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't know this happened. The real little ones. See, we had a little tiny blue vest. Oh, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know if that's, I mean, I don't know if it's still a thing or not anymore. It is like the Daisy. So my daughter yeah. was a Daisy. Okay. And I was not. I don't think they had that. But we also didn't have kindergarten. I'm old. Yeah. So um, you could go to private kindergarten, but you didn't have public kindergarten. So that's usually when you got introduced to the Girl Scouts was when you head into the public school. So I'm going to first grade. Yeah. So I loved a brownie. I loved it. I was I was top notch a cookie seller here. I would Where go door you? to door. I wanna I don't know what I I think I won the contest in our in our troop at some point. I don't remember what I won. I might have won just like a giant thermos. It might have been a very <laughs> underwhelming prize. But it was still a thermos that you won. Oh, yeah. And right? it had, little, co- it had it. little cookies all over. It was actually kind of cool. So, yeah. No, wait, wait. Chelsea, were you, were you one of those aggressive cookie sales girls that it was like, I must win. I must sell all the cookies. Well, I'm a very competitive person, but I'm also not a good salesman. So that's, I don't know. I There's don't know two different though. traits yes. that don't really mesh well together. Charles, can you imagine with that little brown vest on with all the patches and that the big blue eyes and the blonde hair? I mean, she had the cute factor going, yeah. right? I Big mean, tails. When I, buy my when I had a monopoly, I was the only Girl Scout in the neighborhood. So oh. Just, you know. Well, now. <laughs> were they all old people, too? <laughs> well, now we're in a different community. Like, we're, you know, see, I live in Trent Woods. Mm-hmm. And so there's a ton of Girl Scouts. So it's kind of hard to, I feel like it's kind of hard to sell a lot because everyone's trying to sell. But they don't really do it door to door anymore either. Now right? it's more like I mean, social I mean media. maybe they do. Yeah. yeah. But, it, I mean, when you were doing it, you re- literally went oh, yes. door to door, right? Yeah, but now a, it seems like but everybody you, gets them. You'd like, had the wagon, so you pre-ordered and then sold. Well, that was when I guess I delivered. I would, I would, okay. you know, you'd walk with the form, they'd check it off, and then you'd have to go back and deliver them. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, they do not do well with the things that they sell. It's like, here's some wrapping paper. <laughs> and pop- popcorn. And popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. With a 400% markup, buy some popcorn and raise some money for your troop. So great segue, Craig. And you had no idea. Today is actually also Popcorn Lovers Day. <gasps> Oh. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? I'm connected. It's, it's, yes, it's kismet there. Mm-hmm. So, again, so Girl Scout week, whole week. Got and it. Then, but today's popcorn day. So if you see a Boy Scout, put your pre-order in for your popcorn. Don't I am not that. a popcorn lover, so this isn't a day for me. Oh, I love some popcorn. I, love popcorn. I was going to make some, but yeah. I thought, oh, no. Oh, we'll I, be eating it. Yeah. We'll get stuff stuck in our teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's what people I want usually to have popcorn in the studio. We could throw it to oh. Craig and see if he could catch it. I... I enjoy more trying to catch it than I do eating it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like doing circus tricks. Yeah, it's just not it's just not my favorite snack. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not circus tricks and I could see you go. What a missed what a missed opportunity. We could have been doing popcorn tricks today. <laughs> okay. Well, the we, other... Speaking of that song though, the we all know it is like the clown song, right? The bump bump but it's like the March of the Gladiator or something like that is the actual name of it. It started as a battle march song. It was a legitimate... So it wasn't that high falsetto voice, it was bump 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 and slower, a slower <laughs> tempo. So it was like you're coming out in your armor and your swords and your shields like bump bump but now the clowns, of course, they they I did it faster. It's like with irony. The high um, falsetto. Me? <laughs> you saying I'm not a, a battle warrior? I'm a clown? <laughs> I'm not seeing I'm a armor. clown to you? Do I'm I amuse you? Armor or gladiator right there at all. <laughs> well, you do, you do want to do circus tricks with popcorn, so there you go. Okay, so I do you know what well, a, I do gladiator tricks with swords? Do you know what a cure? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you know what Moving a, on. Do you know what a key deer is? K-E-Y-K-E-Y deer. Cure deer. That's one that's already been cleaned up, isn't it? No. Is that a deer that has like a key on its chest and it does like this and like a gladiator? No. <laughs> no. no. Care bear. That's They're a actually, care bear, not a key deer. Got They're it. actually little tiny deer and they live in the, the Florida Keys. Yeah. So anyway, it's Key Deer Awareness Day. Oh, sorry. I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> but I am aware of them now. I was you uh, are completely now unaware. Aware. They're like little small deer, and they're native to that area. Wait, when you say small. They're small. Like? Like, small? no, 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 no. Like, small small puppy dog area. Like, the, like stand from the table to here. Okay. Little. Okay. Yeah. And they're cute. I've actually seen them in the wild. They're actually kind of oh. new. Yeah. Hmm. So. Well, hey, the, the awareness day has done its job. We are, now aware. we are now aware. We are in the know. We are. Yeah. Mm. Love that. Um, <laughs> so it's also uh, National Funeral Director and Mortuary Recognition Day. So hug your hug your funeral director. Um, <laughs> Chelsea. That, I mean, that's a tough job. It's yeah. a horribly I salute tough anybody job. Who, yep. who does it. I, yeah. I, I so, could not, never do that job. You guys know before I had this job, I did music ministry for the church. And also my job was funeral ministry. And I have to say it was of all the jobs I've ever had, I loved it. It's more of a calling than it is a job. Mm-hmm. And of course, my children would look at my phone and they're like, Mom, you have more funeral directors' names in your um, phone than anybody should. And they're like, and you're the only one who waves at a pr- uh, procession. I'm like, well, I know the guy's driving the, the hearse. <laughs> Charles is back there laughing. <laughs> I know, it's kind of a strange thing, but I... There's I, I there's every funeral home here in Craven County and Pamlico County and Jones County and even Onslow County. I know them and I love them and they have a horrible, horrible job, but they do amazing work for families. So forever, every time I see a funeral procession from this day forth, I will think of Megan standing on the side of the road <laughs> waving at a funeral. <laughs> hey y'all honking her horn. <laughs> but I pull over, I do the res- the respectful yeah. thing, you know, and 
some of them come up first. You know, it's the procession with the white van, and then it's got the purple lights. So purple is always funeral. So um, anyway, so be careful, Chelsea. I There were three um, police officers because they're doing radar school. That's what I was telling her before we came on the air. Yep. That's what it's, okay. Yeah, so yep. they're doing radar mm-hmm. school again. So um, you will see police officers from all over the area. Yeah, I saw someone from, I saw. I say Craven someone. Community College is doing radar school. So they are out okay. learning. So Yeah, I saw an Emerald Isle car, not mm-hmm. too, I guess yesterday. Yep, we bring them from all the yeah. areas. So just so everybody knows, Craven Community College mm-hmm. has law enforcement training, right? Yes. And one of those things is to teach them how to be radar operators, Correct. right? And so it's from all these, all over Eastern North Carolina, these officers are coming? Yes. Okay. Yes. So like um, City of New Bern was in Trent Woods. Yeah. And you saw Emerald Isle, and you probably see, you might see Beaufort County. I mean, so they bring them, even sheriffs. Some from Maysville, too. Mm-hmm. I saw them. So are they actually giving tickets today? So they can. Okay. So they actually, I think, have the jurisdiction to it. So they're not just practicing, but they can. At least that's what I told my child as she was driving yeah. out of the neighborhood. Yeah, so. Um, so we've quadrupled the number of law enforcement officers in Craven County Yes. This week, who can give you a ticket? Yes, so, so watch your speed. And yeah. it's nice weather, so I feel like when the weather is nice, people tend to go fast. Like, right? Oh, you know, they want to roll down the windows and go fast. Especially- so, so, so it's not just one of those those cops everywhere because it's the middle of the month and the sun is out and it's quota time. It's yeah. training time. <laughs> well, and you can you'll be cruising down the highway with your top off, right, Charles? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, convertible. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Megan's going to wave at you as you go by. <laughs> Look at Charles. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, anyway. No ticket. You will not no get a ticket. ticket for that. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. It was oatmeal nut waffle day. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm not oh. doing that. Yeah, we did it, though. I, yeah, no, I didn't make any. Look at Chelsea's face. An oat, oatmeal, oatmeal nut waffles. Waffle. <laughs> I, I'd take that over a bowl of popcorn any day. Really? Mm-hmm. Would? You're missing it. Yeah. It'd be, um, it, I probably wouldn't try to do circus tricks with it, though. Just saying. I, don't know, I feel like it's making a, it would be a... It's a waffle, though. You that's can, true. I, I can so, just wrestling it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, one of those things that I always find that's always kind of strange is when you... When I'm pulling these up, right? You know, and they all they all kind of... I'm like, scratch my head like, what? Really? So today is also debunking day. Ooh. Debunking day. Okay. So spend the day debunking whatever inaccurate or false claims and assertions or myths have been irritating you the most. Do you have one, Craig? Mm, nothing comes to mind right now that he's the serious one yeah Yeah. i'm not the serious debunking yeah i put on a serious face for however many minutes we're in here (laughs) you reel me in when i go elsewhere (laughs) and then i take it off when i leave i'm very serious so debunking day you've got something you want to debunk well i'm I'm guessing i think it's interesting so it's also johnny appleseed day and as i think we probably all grew up johnny appleseed was you know kind of this uh folk tale right Mm -hmm. So anyway, so Johnny he had a, like a pot on his head, <laughs> right? He walked around barefoot, kind of like Charles today. Charles yeah. was walking around the studio barefoot. Because he, he had to cook his food and there was nowhere else to keep his cast iron pot except for on his head. Yeah. So, I mean, they basically said that he traveled. Well, we, I think, were influenced by the 1948 Disney cartoon Yeah. of Johnny Appleseed, you know, kind of being this do-gooder, traveling around, helping pioneers plant orchards, things like that. Um, and he became more of like an, a, a legend, right? Well, he, um, he was the, the son of an American revolutionary, a soldier who was also a farmer. And I did not know this, but did you know the only Native American apple is a crab apple? Did you know that? I, I did, did not, not know that. So anyway, so the seeds that he brought over were actually from the colonists. And he wanted to, he actually, when he would travel, he would sell them and things like that. So 
Do you guys remember that little cartoon that used oh, to be Disney? Oh, I remember it. I don't think Chelsea remembers it. No. The only thing that – so I used to be a counselor at the YMCA, and every day before, like, we would eat, we would do a prayer. The Lord is good to me, yeah. and so I thank the Lord for giving me – Aren't you going to sing with me? No. You got it. I need the sun and the rain and the apples trees. The Lord is good to me. And that's and so what we, we he call would it, sing when he was walking down yes, the – Yes, with yeah. his yeah. with his palm. So we, we call it the awesome Johnny Appleseed. So we would have all the – you know, we'd, be, we'd vote on which prayer we want to do, and then we would have – we'd be like, oh, and we'd all do that, and then we would – have a little thing with it. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I say that he did good things. It's We got a cute little prayer, mm. before, Grace, before kids eat snack. There you go. But I think we could punch a lot of debunking holes in that folktale. I would imagine so. Yes. Because my <laughs> idea of him is is him, he's doing us all a favor by walking yes. barefoot across the country, yes. tossing apple seeds apple everywhere. We wouldn't have apple yes. trees anywhere if it wasn't for his kindness. Yes. And that's really the only story I need to understand about Johnny Appleseed. I will not. That he was carrying no a sack of apple seeds <laughs> <laughs> bigger than himself. <laughs> so, okay. And enough to cover the entire country. Just dragging it across yeah. the yeah. country. So apparently part of the debunking is he really only planted personally 50 trees. The rest was like distribution of seeds. Okay. Mm-hmm. And up until about 45, 50 years ago, there was actually one tree that they said he had planted, and there's actually a little memorial there. Mm-hmm. And then it got, the wind blew it over. Because apple trees aren't necessarily hardy, you know, live like giant oak trees. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. well, I, there, there's just only one more, but I'm going to save it for later because oh, cool. I, we have a guest to introduce. You're saving your last thing? Yeah, I mean, there's just there's some fun things, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, was... but we've talked a little bit about uh, Chelsea being a great business person, uh, right? Yeah. We've talked about Johnny Appleseed being somewhat of a business he person, did. more of a he... business person than a philanthropist, Correct. right? Yeah. He walked barefoot around and he was, you know, got food by yeah. giving seeds. So he's really good at branding, right? <laughs> yeah. Really good at Says marketing. The marketing himself, guy. Right? Says the marketing guy. <laughs> But that, that ties us into our first guest of the day. Woohoo! Right? There we go. have with us today Adam Garfinkel. Welcome, Adam. Thank you, sir. We're happy to have you here. Welcome, Welcome Adam. Thank you. Did, did you learn something in all that um, pre talk? Um, Are you in the know now? I'm, 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 I'm a big Apple fan. Okay. And probably not an oatmeal <laughs> 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 Waffle, Waffle fan. fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's What's okay. your favorite apple? Do you have a favorite? Um, actually, I have two small children, so we've been doing fruit and all that. So over the last month or so, I've been picking different apples when I go to the grocery store. Oh, fun. Rome apples, Macintosh apples, mm-hmm. Granny Smith, and I realized Macintosh. Really? Okay. That's what works. Did so your own little okay. apple taste test? Oh. I, I, I really did. I, okay. I don't know why, but, it, you know, going shopping on a regular basis, me and the wife sharing the, that responsibility and realized, you know, about every week, every other week, it's a different, you know, different name flavor. on the bag. And I wasn't sure. Are we talking company name, branding, stuff like that. Um, so each week was grabbing something different, really to find what my daughter and my son liked the best. And uh, in the process, realized I like Macintosh apples. That's very oh. cool. Yeah, I had, I said I forgot my props. So I had a Honeycrisp to bring, which are kind of great. They're, you know, they're sweet and they're, they're soft and they don't really, um, even though they don't look perfect on the outside, but they're nice and juicy. But my favorite is Pink Lady. So in the fall, maybe you can take your kids to one of those orchards and they'll line, I mean, I've, hopefully by then COVID will be, long gone after people get vaccinated and let you taste them like so they'll have whatever that's planted in the orchard you get to taste them yeah and it's the best way to do it i mean because again we bring a bag of apples home and nobody likes them and then you're just sitting there looking at it time to make apple crisp yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's the uh outpass orchard that's in uh western north carolina in the mountains and they do have 
several different trees out there and families will go out there and they'll get a basket and they can go and they've got a map that tells you all the different types of right. apples that are out there and you can pull all different ones. Hey rides and all kinds of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Find the one that has the cider, hot cider, and then you can get cider donuts. Have you ever had a hot cider donut? Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's a trip. It is a trip to the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> so Adam, what do you do at the college? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, I am the lead instructor for the entrepreneurship program. Mm -hmm. um, technically, I fall under the career programs unit, the business programs. Traditionally, the school is couched um, entrepreneurship with accounting and business administration as a um, as a group. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the students are taking classes throughout those three programs primarily along with their general education requirements. But um, in, in that, that core curriculum business programs to be distinguished from technical programs, which also falls under career programs as a unit. Um, but as, as we, uh, I envision, will discuss, um, entrepreneurship fits well in that universe. Um, a lot of my students I see, one obviously d degree seeking um, students seeking mm -hmm. the full associate's degree in entrepreneurship. Um, we also have diploma options and certificate options, the difference between about 70 credit hours versus 40 credit hours versus 12 to 16, depending on what you need. But for example, um, I happen to see that, that, that uh, Walt Hurst was here, the automotive um, faculty. So a student taking auto mechanics that, that, that may for him or herself want to open up a, a, a small garage, maybe even ancillary to their primary occupation, um, one or two classes in, in entrepreneurship and small business ownership um, are appropriate to, to, to that student. A uh, student taking cosmetology. Uh, we can look at even nursing um, in some capacities in some of those disciplines, some of the physical therapies, massage therapy, those things. So it, it, again, it's not a, a one-size-fits-all program, but it doesn't necessarily entail you have to go to, to, to school for business administration, mm -hmm. you have to go for a specific discipline. You know, entrepreneurship can be applied to, to anything. Um, we even make the class obviously receptive to the community within which we serve here in Craven County, but the employers here, in, in some classes we may go he more heavy on critical thinking skill. It just puts, couches the class and the program into what Craven Community College is trying to achieve, you know, through the students and the students that we are um, educating and preparing to enter the workforce, be it locally, regionally, nationally. Are you finding the ones that are through that career program, like you said, the cosmetology, or I can see maybe Donnell's students from barbering, mm -hmm. would they, is it a required element or is it just something that's encouraged as part of their curriculum? Um, more so encouraged. I mean, your, your, your core requirements within your degree program will be laid out for you. And then normally um, most degree programs will allot for three or four electives. They may be core electives that, that have to be from a subset of certain classes or the opportunity to, to really exercise your, your free will and, hey, I'd really like to study this or that. Um, in some schools, you, you know, that's a little bit of an issue. For example, you take a business law class. That will apply to the accounting major, the business administration major, the entrepreneurship major, even the general education requirement. <coughs> but you take something so pigeonholed, um, Banking and finance, 
you take it, it's great, but if you ever decide to change majors, it, it's not accommodating a three. It's not going to transfer to something hour. else yeah, as easily. So, yeah. You know, are you tacking on time to the end of your degree program or? Um, which, again, if it helps a student decide what he or she, you know, is excited about and wants, then it's a great thing. Um, if not, if you're really here, I, I need this degree. You know, I have a job lined up. We're going to try to streamline you through through the process as, as quickly as possible. I'm feeling outnumbered at the table. How so? I have all these marketing people at the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Yes. You're not outnumbered. You're safe here. I am safe. Yeah. I love I love marketing and branding. Yeah. Yes, I do love it, but I don't have a degree in it yeah. like the rest of y'all. Well, sometimes uh, those things are you work in one area and then you get a little bit of on-the-job training or, or you start to understand a little bit. Like my, my first degree was in creative writing and English, and then it was in communication. So mine wasn't specifically marketing, but it's a lot of times there's an overlap there with mm -hmm. communications and marketing. Absolutely. Um, but I, I was curious about on the entrepreneurship uh, program. So do you have a lot of times students will try to get all three of those, a degree, diploma, and certificate, or sometimes they're working on just one of those or – They've got that flexibility to do either one. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Clearly the flexibility exists that, you know, what you want from these <clears throat> programs. Now, again, um, if you're getting a, a, an associate's degree in entrepreneurship, that degree is going to encompass what we would have done in the certificate and diploma program. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, if you want to be in business administration um, and, and that's your degree, a certificate would fit into and it may be that while you're taking the courses that you are just taking completely focused on business administration um, in an advising capacity we can sit down and say hey you know you took four credits in in entrepreneurship you took the entrepreneurship one the us 139 or 245 entrepreneurship two or business law um, federal income tax to bleed over business mm -hmm. ethics to bleed over into what um, my colleagues deborah kenya and, and william dams teach and then you can graduate, and then all of a sudden, um, you have an associate's degree you've qualified for, a diploma, a certificate, and you know now we're just stacking those credentials, mm -hmm. so to speak, to put on your transcript or yeah. you can add to your resume. And it makes you more marketable when you're trying to go out and find a job, too. It, of yeah. course, yeah. of course. Have you gotten any stories, like some of your students have come back and talked about you know, some success stories? Do you have any to share? We love those. <laughs> <laughs> we like a feel-good story. Um, <laughs> A, a couple right off the top of my head, um, a student transferred, and a couple transfers, and surprisingly, um, UNC Greensboro, um, obviously ECU, but UNC Greensboro surprised me, and, and uh, I, I guess I'm touting the programs at UNC Greensboro, but those two students, one, and again, came through the accounting program, but again, we, we bleed together, so the same students are going to be taking those core prime accounting courses entrepreneurship business administration um, and he accepted a job with McClatchy and um, real financial based kid who I, and again a few years ago but um, he came to me and, and he had invested in Bitcoin so you know how smart are we as a pair you know compared to him and mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of nice uh, uh, the second student I had mentioned um, he again went to UNC Greensboro, and again, not I'm not getting paid by UNC. Greensboro. <laughs> 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 we like all states' yeah. schools. <laughs> yes, exactly. we like them all. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I don't want to just tout the one. I think the whole system um, is excellent at what it, what each individual institution does. But he got a job with Amazon, 
Um, so again, even primarily based in that entrepreneurship, which is own my own business, um, no, not necessarily. It, it, it's that mindset. Um, it's our ability to help you to, to, to critically think and in some instances, analytically think. And again, applicable to if you want to be your own um, business owner or boss or if you, you know, some of these organizations that are some of the biggest in, in, in the country. Um, so it really is not, a, you know, you're pigeonholed into you come through this degree and you're going to be a, a law enforcement officer because you just went through the basic law enforcement training or mm -hmm. the fire academy and, you know, you're not going to become a veterinarian if you went through, you know, basic law enforcement. Um, our programs and career programs in business are more geared for that, um, the professions that you're going to enter into preparing you for that. Well, that takes me, when I said I was going to wait, it's just a great segue. So today is actually <laughs> World Plumbing Day, and it's an international event uh, initiated by the World Plumbing Council um, to recognize the important role that plumbing plays in our societal health and amenities. So bring it up. So NCCER Plumbing Level 2 and 3 are coming up at the Vault Center. They have a, a, a Level 1 being served right now, so they've mm -hmm. got a classes going, but they've got a level two and three coming May 16th, and the next one is on August 30th. I see your class as a great segue for these students to be able to take. So then they we all need plumbers, but plumbers that are also good business people, we need them as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I don't know if you've heard, but recently we're, we're, there is that bridge right now between a lot of the workforce classes and the curriculum classes, career planning specifically, that if you take this NCCER level one and or level one, two and three, they'll actually cross over to part of the career programs and you get curriculum credits. Yeah. So that's exciting news. Yeah. So I can see that as a great bridge, get the skill sets, but then also go into and it can actually serve in, as part of their curriculum and be able to take these entrepreneur classes. Be great yeah. plumbing yeah. business folks and HVAC folks and all that kind of welding and mm -hmm. very good stuff. Yeah, because I mean, entrepreneurship is one of those things where it requires two very specific skills, right? It requires the skill of the actual business that you're trying to have, and then it also requires the ability to maintain that business and have people come to that business and, and have that idea to be creative. And, and you're talking about critical thinking too, right? I, I'd imagine a lot of it is that too, right? It's the ability to see bigger pictures or think out of the box. Or but are, are there any specific things you do to try and help students understand those things? Um, we do, and and my background is in law. Mm -hmm. um, it's my wheelhouse, my my universe of comfort, greater so than some of the other disciplines that may bleed into it. Um, those liabilities, where you would open yourself up to exposure um, as a business. Now that could be you know skydiving, which is different than selling Girl Scout cookies. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the risks involved, your ability to shield your your business from your risk. Um, creating a business where you really need to create that corporate veil that insulates your family assets and your personal assets from your business and your business assets, um, which are important. Now, again, in a full-blown 70-credit um, degree program, we'll have ample opportunity, but those students that may be one or two classes that are um, sort of married to th their technical program studies or abilities, plumbing, electrical, um, robotics, um, welding, mechanics. You know, we have to figure out what it is you need, you know, if I can elicit that from you. Um, so we do, but 
as we said, whether you are running a consignment shop, uh, an uh, auto mechanic place, uh, outdoor outfitters or something like that, um, those soft skills, those interpersonal skills that we also inject. So there's a lot of practical skill and knowledge. And again, that's more in the technical programs. I can't teach you how to barber. Um, you know, we rely on those for those skill sets, but then taking that, can you create a viable business opportunity from that? And mm -hmm. again, that can be, I can have a student, students in the classroom that can be as varied as, yeah, I want to be a, a gunsmith versus, you know, I want to knit socks, but I want to make a business out of it. So it's, you know, I, I, I'm not teaching th something that is applicable here, 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 here. It, it's the general ideological that each of those individuals can can glean what is necessary, appropriate, and important to operating uh, an operational business mm -hmm. um, in those areas. Be before I forget, I just uh, want to say that our business, our entrepreneurship program, along with um, the accounting and the business administration and a few others, our, our computer technology classes and information system classes are accredited by the uh, Accreditation Council for Business Schools and Programs. Um, so we have that, which sort of qualifies the programs and the individual programs, so you know that there is um, certain competencies that are met and maintained within the programs. And in 2019, um, pat myself on the back a little bit, the, the program was, was awarded um, one of the top 10 online entrepreneurship programs in, I, I don't, I'm assuming the, the That was the U.S. Or mm -hmm. regionally. Mm -hmm. um, Says the marketing guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know and, this one. Yeah. And, and perfect answer, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eastern North Carolina would have sort of closed <laughs> off that little universe. But, um, so I, 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 um, I'm proud of the program that we put together. I will say this is not something that we started one or two years ago. Um, when I first came on, pushing about 10 years now, Diane Tyndall was a big part of the, the, the career programs unit, um, and she was a driving force behind, all, behind a lot of these programs and how they sort of married together. I was lucky enough to work with a couple faculty members that have since retired, but Dan Best, who was the accounting faculty here for 30 years, and Annette Sanders-Cobb, who was a business administration faculty here for 27 years before she retired. Um, now I have, by default, become the elder statesman because those <laughs> who have retired right. a little click of three um, and try to fill the shoes that those two individuals filled for, for the school. Because it's also important, and I apologize, um, our programs fit into what the school is trying to do and, and what the school does for the community and the students we serve, and are we good stewards of that. So again, critical thinking, trying to tie cross-curricular, your, your guest um, after me, Aside from being a lot better looking than me, um, <laughs> in, in art, I can take a student who, now again, the primary thrust of that program and that art and that skill, but if they wanted to sell their, their paintings or mm -hmm. um, be marketable to be a portrait studio or something like that, again, entrepreneurship would fit into that. So even um, those social science, you know, art, music, even areas like that, that, you know, right off the top of your head, plumbing, as you brought up. Right off the top of your head, you're not thinking entrepreneurship, but it really does fit in. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would say as a program, that's where our, our, we are looking to say we can take 
greater advantage of those students that are right here in our in our universe, you know, on campus already. And and uh, what an asset to have Deborah Kenya coming from the Small Business Center. I mean, she really brings a wealth of knowledge, especially locally and 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 connected, you know, that network. So that's that's amazing. It's great stuff. And there was one other thing you mentioned. I want to make sure that we don't. Missed that is you talked about uh, winning the award for online programs. So we have seated and online classes, yeah. right? And I just want to make sure people understand that for those who need that flexibility, those who need to take classes from home or whatever, they have those options, right, through through the summer and fall. I believe, um, don't quote me, again, my background in law, so I'm not going to put myself on there. <laughs> but it may have been one of the first programs with the ability to, to complete the program of study completely online, mm-hmm. required no seated classes. Again, and a lot of times, almost every semester I teach business law seated and online. Um, human resource management, seated and online. Entrepreneurship one, entrepreneurship two. Mm-hmm. Where it's necessary, we, we run probably more classes than most of the other programs on campus as independent studies. Um, it's not your general education. You're not gonna have a couple hundred you know, or hundreds of students just enroll because I'm intending or they're intending to transfer it in, in two years. Um, so, you know, I, we may not get 20 students and that ability to fill up a classroom straight away upon a registration, but in their sequence of, of, um, of taking the classes to compromise their degree program, this class needs to be taken by this student in this semester. I, I can't do it. You know, it may be a prereq or a co-rec with another class in the next semester. Um, so we're happy to I- embrace that and, and recognize that it, it, it may be a necessity for independent study um, mm-hmm. class in that regard. And um, my colleagues and myself are, are, are happy to do that for the students. Well. I know that you have a back, like you said, a background in law, and you're obviously an amazing uh, instructor. Um, but I think, and maybe Charles can agree with me on this one, you could have a side gig very easily. You've got a great radio voice. I'm Am I right? Yeah. The same thing. Like- Was it? I mean, I'm like Adam could be like, I don't know, our next and. Public Radio East announcer from Craven Community College. (laughs) Thank you for listening to NPR. Just say it. Just Just say say it it Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on (laughs) NPR. Yeah, we'll go ahead and get the audio clip now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll run a few before I leave. So you just have a few. The the problem is, though, is that Adam's going to make us fill out a form about what he's going to release and not release and how it can be used and and his likeness and where where we're allowed to have it when he gets royalties. Yeah, no royalties. We just do it. The check's in the mail. See, we I tell you before that Megan's the one that handles the finance. So, you know, yep. Your check is coming. I, yeah, here's, here's your caramel delights. <laughs> here's your reward. Thank you for coming. <laughs> now, wait a minute. In this economy, getting paid in Girl Scout cookies might not be that bad. No. Yeah. Okay, they're $5 a box. Okay, that's some entrepreneurship. Okay. Because <laughs> hey, they've got, you want they've got what, Scout probably cookies? about 63 cents in it. Yeah, because I'm also wondering, and Maybe you can tell me this, Chelsea. Are there less cookies in the box now yes. than there used to be? I can tell you they've never been that, that expensive. I could I I could have thought that what I was selling okay. was they were around like, like three bucks. It feels like they're cutting bucks. cookies no, look, and increasing, you know? increasing cost. I, yeah. I'm going to open it up because I have a feeling that they are, there was the plastic in between to keep the cookies safe. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. They weren't like that. But I will say the thin, the thin mints just come in sleeves now, right? Yeah, but they're short sleeves. I remember them oh. being long sleeves. Oh. You know, like you and your brother, you could all have a... You know, painful. Look, maybe I can just eat comes. more cookies now, so I feel like there's less. <laughs> Here it comes. 
Oh, these are the Caramel Delights. Oh, I love. See, and I don't like coconut, but I love oh, these. Feel free yeah. to leave those for me then. Look at that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Look at that. See, it, it looks like they're missing about three rows. It does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd they go? But look, let's not bash on our Girl Scout entrepreneurs. No, I yeah. love it. And I love being I loved being we, a Girl Scout. We salute their entrepreneurship. And their we do salute to their- continue to increase their prices. And the cute little daisies. And their and, margins. And their business plan, because that little girl right in front of the food line going, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> She used good soft skills. She had good yeah. manners. Mm -hmm. She had her daddy there making sure that I he could make change. I can't get that thing back oh, in look. the sleeve. <laughs> so here it is. This is the Girl Scout Cookie Program. Is the largest girl-led entrepreneurial program in the world. Good job. Through it, girls learn five essential skills, goal setting, decision making, money management, people skills, and business ethics. Awesome. Look at that tie-in. Look at that. Nice. Yes. Same, the exact same things that Adam teaches in yes. his classes, right? <laughs> I, I genuinely appreciate this. You guys were able to incorporate this deep into the into the visual. You, Adam, yeah. you have to understand this is all spirit driven. <laughs> there was no planning, there's no script. We had no clue that we were gonna read the side of a cookie box. <laughs> it was, I left it in my um, my brown bag that I bring, you know, my, it happened to be in there, but it happened to be Girl Scout Day, so it all worked out good, so. So I know we're about to switch over and bring in our next guest, but I just want to make sure that we get it in there. So if anybody is interested in learning more about the program or if there's a business owner that's like, maybe I could take the certificate or a degree and, and uh, maybe online or come to the campus, what, what's the best first step you would like for them to take in that process? Um, obviously, the, the, the school has their advising, their registration, enrollment departments in the university. So if you come on a campus, you can all have right. a sip. We all we all get stuck. <laughs> um, normally, upon coming on the campus and saying I want to be in entrepreneurship, you will be sent to my office. Yep. See, but, usually yeah. it's a, like last week. It was pound cake. So Craig got choked up on pound cake, yeah. and we started yeah. laughing. So you know, I'm, I'm staring at the Girl Scout cookies. Right? Like, Here's yeah. <laughs> now they're open. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, my my office number six three eight seven three one nine. My email garfinkalay at cravencc.edu through the website. Obviously, the directory. Um, normally, I think the director of advising and um, counseling, Bill Bondaran, mm -hmm. is keyed. I think he must be the primary advisor to the entrepreneurship program. So some mm -hmm. of the advising units have their own universe of programs. So. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, I mean, contacting me, Mr. Bonnerant, my executive director um, for career programs, Sarah Sawyer, who is top-notch in mm -hmm. all regards, um, knows everything and anything about career programs and, and the, the various dichotomies of how we can create programming. Um, she's where our, our dean, Ricky Meadows, the, the vice president for administration for the school, um, Vice President Millard, used to be the dean of career programs, so even he... Um, I've seen Dr. Stats speaking with people. I know that um, Dr. Gallman, the vice president for academics or um, chief academic officer at the school, has a keen awareness of, uh, again, coming from that nursing background. Again, even nursing, um, you can go into some degree of independent contractor relationships and how you're marketing your skills and your, your training and experience. Um, so that there's, that there is no limit to the people that can help you if you make your way to campus or call or email or write or anything like that. And uh, I can guarantee myself or somebody will get back in touch with you. 
Perfect. And we'll fantastic. put some links to that in the comments for this broadcast as well. I'm sure Holly has already done it. Uh, she probably has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, um, just really great information. Yes, and we really appreciate you. you coming here today. Thank fantastic. you, Thank you so much. Pleasure to meet all of you. Yes. You too. All right, we're and gonna next take... time, a little bit later in the day, though. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick little break, and then we'll bring in our next guest. All right. Fantastic. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Watch your headphones. <laughs> It's time to move forward. It's time to dream big. Whether you start in the classroom or closer to home, it's time to focus on where you want to be and Take the steps to get there. I chose Craven because I wanted to experience college in a more smaller scale. Smaller classes mean you get more personal experience with your instructor and they know you by face and your name and so they know your strengths and your weaknesses which can be a major part of your success in the class. Growing up, my I have been very, very close with my mom and my sister and all the aunts that I have and I didn't want to necessarily leave the nest just yet. So that was a big factor for me because family is a really big part of who I am right now. One of the reasons I chose to go to Craven is because I found out when I, once I did my research in high school, you could still end up with the same degree from a bigger institute, but the first couple years of classes are like significantly cheaper. I came to Craven because it would allow me to start my degree as a mechanical engineer. Now is the time to take control of your future. This is your moment to be inspired. To create a future. To change direction. To go as far as you want to go. Craven Community College. Your first choice. seconds because I still need to get another cup of coffee but I don't think they need me to do that so let's see what random person do we pick at the table this morning going back to in the know look I love how everybody's like poised and waiting who's he gonna pick who's he gonna pick who's he gonna pick uh we'll go with an easy one we'll go with Megan okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> now I'm very aware of the, the cookies that I might have in my teeth the coconut. I did. did yeah. You, did oh, you, you had a coconut cookie? cookie? I did. I did. You want one? They're See, I should totally pick Chelsea. They're good. If well, I was going to have a cookie, it was it's going to be the peanut butter. I can open them. You, ready to open, you want me to open them? I'll open them. I'll open them. We were talking about how, I mean, they're delicious as is, but when you put them in the fridge or the freezer, ooh. Yes. They're really good. It's a game good. changer. It's really delicious. Yeah. Delicious. I mean, the Thin Mints obviously go in the freezer, but, you know, the other ones. You kind of try to have, well, you don't have to hide them from kids yet, but we just hide them. <laughs> So joining us 
for our second guest today. We've got Elizabeth Spencer with us. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey. Welcome. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. We're excited to have you here. I know. Yeah. It's a good love- day to be here. <laughs> I know. It's always a good day it to is. be it here. It is always a good day. It's yes. the highlight of my week. It is. Oh, it's noisy. I'm sorry. It is. I'm crinkling, crinkling. Sorry, I'm doing it You're fast. hurting my ears. No. There. Uh, but so, Elizabeth, uh, you're on art faculty. You probably have a much longer title that I don't have right now. That's it. Art faculty. You got Art it. instructor. Okay. Art instructor. Okay. okay, great. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Very official. That's right. Yeah, I got it. Um, but so, obviously, you teach art at the college, right? But you do so much more than that. I do. Um, no? Ish. <laughs> <laughs> But so, but you're here, to, you want to talk a little bit about the program, and mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we talk uh, about the art show that's going on uh, just well, a couple doors down, right? right? Yes. I know on Friday night, uh, we have the opening of our student art show. It is from 5 to 8 p.m., and then awards are at 6. It's in, conduct, in conjunction with the Twin Rivers Arts Association, so... Um, our opening is together, and so that's a really nice partnership for our students, and um, and it's always so much fun. And obviously, this year is going to be a little bit different because of COVID, mm-hmm. but I I feel like it is spring. Spring is in the air. Mm-hmm. People are getting vaccinated. Like there is this kind of new like energy, and so I think it's just a really exciting time, and I'm excited for it. And yeah. so, um, and it's an art walk night and yeah. so it's oh, just a fantastic. really yeah and the show is basically a culmination of student artworks throughout the semester um and a little bit from last year and so um our students who sometimes have never painted or they've never touched ceramics before kind of get that experience and then also have the experience of putting it in a show making stuff ready to hang pricing it titling it and then um really getting to kind of work a little bit with what it's like to put work in a show. and Because that's really when it becomes kind of real, right? Like yeah. you can make art, you're in your studio, and then, yeah, I'm happy with it, but now I'm going to put it out there and let the world judge it one way yeah. or the other. Well, what, that's I mean, a big step. It's and kind of a kind of a scary step, I'm sure, for some, you know, because I, you know, I, I like to think that at some point, like I'm a creative type, but like I, you know, enjoy the creative things that I do. But like if I put it out there and let other people, like, yeah, judge it and, it's just it's a whole other it's a whole other element. Well, it takes on and not just that, just but also aesthetically. I mean, to do a drawing in a smaller studio and then to put it in some place like Bank of the Arts, which is like has tall ceilings, like something that once looked really large now looks small. Um, something that felt grand feels intimate, and so um, and what I like is also doing it with the Twin Rivers Arts Association. Is there their work is really good. There's their craftsmanship is on point. And so for our students, what I want them to do is look at their work and be like, mm, that's real. Look at those edges. Maybe yeah. I should tighten up my edges. Look at how they did the ooh. <laughs> and so to kind of raise that bar a little bit and see what that looks like for them. Mm-hmm. So And so the the art that's on display there now, because the, the, it's already hung now, right? Yeah. It is hung. The reception's tomorrow, but it's already hung. Mm -hmm. So is it a mix of paintings, ceramics, mixed media, all kinds of stuff? All of the above. All of the above. Um, It's anything that anybody's kind of done um, at Craven during the past year. Now, because of COVID, it's a little, I think the caliber of work is the same, if not maybe a little bit higher, but there's kind of less of it just because our class sizes have been cut and, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, 
because the school is being so diligent about safety. So, um, but it's a mix. It's kind of a hodge. You know, we have work from like students who were in advanced classes who are a little bit more self-directed in what they want to do to somebody who's just learning how to throw a mug. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and um, that's a pottery term, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to learn how to do that. To throw a pottery? Yes. Yeah. It it's seems fun. it seems very therapeutic. It is. Yeah. It is. Is, is that your specialty, or, or no? But you do it, of course. Right. No, I I um, I still have the first pot I ever made, and yeah. it's got it's very thick and it's very heavy. It could be a weapon. <laughs> I could have brought it in with the axes or whatever's going on yeah. over there, but. Um, so it's not my specialty. Rebecca Shelby, she teaches that. She's okay. a local um, ceramicist in town. She's wonderful. Um, but I know a little bit about it. I know, but it's not my specialty. I see. Yeah. I'm, uh, I do more wood sculpture and stuff like that. So Very cool. Representing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, there were some photos I want to show uh, of some of our past year's President's Award winners, just to kind of talk about that a little bit, too, oh, right? Perfect. Was there any, we don't have to say who won for tomorrow. I know you're announcing that. Um, it's top secret. I know. I'm, I wouldn't give that away. <laughs> I don't even know it, so I couldn't secret. give it away. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Charles, if you could pull up the, the some of the slides that we've got here. Um, yeah, so that's for the show tomorrow, Isn't right? Isn't that such an appropriate image? It really yeah. is. So tell us about that that piece. That's from one of the the pieces in the show now, that's I assume. That's from one of the pieces, one of our students, RJ Silver, and he is in our Drawing 2 class, so it's much more self-directed, and he did a whole body of work kind of about, I don't want to say COVID, but it's probably mm. more his experience with COVID and what that sure. feels like. and. Um, so out emerged all these masks before they became super hip yeah. and everybody was doing it. <laughs> so, but that uh, one's in the show. There we go. So, uh, each year, uh, one of the pieces in the show is selected for the president's mm -hmm. award, mm -hmm. right? Where he or she will go and say, that's the one of the show. And then it will be on display semi-permanently somewhere on campus, right? So we have exactly. these. So some of the photos that I've got pulled up here are pieces that have won in previous years, mm -hmm. right? And Dr. Stats comes down, we meet at the show, we kind of go through it together. Mm -hmm. And um, and he picks a work and that I think he likes, but mm -hmm. he's also picks one that has um, or will be like part of a bigger collection, like mm -hmm. part of a larger representation. Sure. So, um, and I like it that we get to do that together. And I like mm -hmm. it that he comes down and um, we talk art and we kind of talk shop for a little bit. And mm -hmm. he tells me what he likes and I tell him, oh, well, me too, or what about this? And so I really like that. Very cool. Yeah. So no. yes, yeah, so this, this is a mixed... It's a digital, um, a digital print that was done yeah. by John Derby. Um, he's an artist in town, and that's kind of the. There's uh, like an avenue we have, like the, or the Greater Good Gallery. We have got different artists that are in town, and so it's super nice for um, our students to kind of connect with them and get to show their works in town, and then they kind of graduate, and then. Sometimes they stick around. Sometimes they go to ECU and come back. And so it's really nice to see other students. So, I feel very fortunate to be able to work. So I work in Ward Hall, which mm -hmm. is where a lot of these art, you know, these uh, pieces are on display. And sure, so it's sure, really, sure. I mean, 
I feel like, you know, looking through them now, like on the screen, I'm like, oh yeah, like I exactly know, you know, where that yeah. is. I you see it every day, but yeah. maybe you're not sure that it's part of this greater Absolutely. collection. Absolutely. So now yeah. I feel very lucky that I get to see that every day. Yeah. And it's so great for our students too, because again, they get to see it out of the context of the studio that they created it in. It goes into a bigger um, collection, if you will, which is really kind of a, rep a visual history of the college, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it's so special that there's that opportunity for our students. They can put it on their resume. They can um, understand what it means to be a part of something like that. And I just love that we have that kind of visual um, understanding about what was going on and what it looked like that year. And yeah. so I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's, it is kind of like a um, snapshot of pop culture, you exactly. know, especially when you go back to that the advertisement for the actual show mm -hmm. and that young man that you know that he you said he had a whole series that kind of had that mask his experience with covid um i do find it kind of um heavy that i know we talked about before you came on the air but today a year ago was when the um the world health organization called covid-19 an actual world pandemic mm -hmm. was today so I do find that very interesting that, that it is so timely yeah. and what has changed. And like you said, the influence of this lifetime experience has mm -hmm. will make on an artist yeah. or a musician. I, yeah, I think it, <clears throat> once this is more normal and we're all out and about more, I think there probably will be a lot of art that represents this time period, not mm -hmm. just painting and sculpture, but music and film and it's just gonna there's gonna Pop probably culture. be yeah it's, it there's gonna eruption. be a couple of years where it's everything it's gonna be a while though until it's no longer taboo to have like a pandemic movie yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah. yeah. there'll be documentaries for a few years mm -hmm. i hope it doesn't come out next month we're yeah. like too soon <laughs> <laughs> no <Yeah>. nicholas <laughs> But it's kind of odd, too, though, that the movie, I think it was Pandemic, that like it was the most popular movie like two weeks after the pandemic was announced. Are you talking about the uh, one with uh, Morgan Freeman and who's the other guy? I was talking about the one with Nicolas Cage, but maybe that wasn't Wait, the Wait, right which one, one was the Nicolas Cage one? No, I don't know the one with Nicolas Cage. I thought it was... There's the... Outbreak, which also became very popular, but there was also the one with Matt Damon, which is pandemic i think but oh, either way Damon. it's time to netflix yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> in either case they both became very popular they were two of the most popular movies on netflix and amazon after it was announced just because people were like i, ne I need to know how this is going to go so I'll, I'll turn to matt damon and i need to not know Dustin how that's going to yeah. go i'm glad i didn't know that that was a thing that you know yeah watch that i'll movie. stick to hallmark channel yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, netflix I, netflix got real heavy at the beginning, when everybody started getting quarantined, they got real heavy on pandemics and quarantine movies. At least my algorithm did. Yeah. Right? My algorithm was like, here, watch all of this. This is what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Now mine wants me to watch bird shows and cooking. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. Oh, that's, You're talking that's to Craig. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. his favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. likes it, too. I do watch yeah. it, too. Yeah. 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 Um, no, there's one other thing I, I do want to mention. It made me so happy yesterday to see you and your class outside painting, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen that in a while. And Did it's you something get pictures? I see every year. Did you get that, pictures? Well, they were just packing up and taking oh, it in. As, oh. But just to know that you had your class together outside, because that, that always seems to me like one of the, anytime you can have an opportunity to have a class outside, you take it, right? Right. But also to see like everybody, it, it just <laughs> felt like a little bit like the campus life, like coming back. 
together. It was a little bit like an spring. Yeah, Yeah. we got to be outside six feet apart. People didn't have to wear their masks because Mm -hmm. we were safe. And it felt like there is light Mm -hmm. at the end of the tunnel. And so and it was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was. But as a student, they'll never forget that either. I hope. I mean, they I won't. Hope. They'll. They'll. That'll be kind of filed back as you know one of those highlights of school. Mm-hmm. And I just. I feel like it's so important right now because it's been a long year. It's been yeah. a long year for everybody. Yeah. Um. And so, and just for some of our students, um. You know, there's just there hasn't been a lot of opportunity to be outside to be around other people, and I just feel like. With spring coming, it is just such a wonderful opportunity to kind of be together and it not be so terrifyingly scary about what might, who might have what or what we might get and just to be able to be outside and enjoy the campus. Because mm-hmm. we have a gorgeous campus. Yes. And so to really be able do. to be outside and, um, and that to be part of our curriculum is awesome. And the, the sculptures and art that we have on our campus is really one of the reasons why it is so beautiful, right? Yeah. Like we've got a facility team that does a great job of keeping everything nice Fantastic. and tight. Fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. But the fact that we have sculptures outside too mm-hmm. really makes it feel a bit more like a university. And they've gotten all university. of they've gotten all those beds ready for spring and yeah. to come up and they're it's going to be beautiful. The irises will come out right in front of Ward Hall, and then the you know we'll get the dogwoods in another month. I mean, it's it's it just it does come to life in little series, and it is beautiful. And it's a great place. In fact, last night, I, um, Jennifer Bear and I talked to the Newber Newcomers um, Club. It's a club. So they invited us out. And it was at 7 o'clock at night. So we got to watch the sunset and the gazebo at Union Point. So it was really neat. So they all brought their lawn chairs. And she and I spoke from the gazebo. And that was one of the things I did. As I said, I asked them, I'm like, raise, raise your hand if you know anything about Craven Community College. Or don't know anything about Craven Community College. 90% of them raised their hand. I looked at Jennifer, like, we have a captive audience. <laughs> and But it was one of those things that we. I said, I say this all the time, come walk. We've got these beautiful wide walkways. We've got the statues. We want people to come on campus and get excited and come take a class or come see the movies, which Jennifer was talking about. We're going to start that series back up in the fall. So Everything is, like you said, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're really excited about mm-hmm. what we're able to do. And in fact, yesterday, you were at a special event, right, Craig? Was I? Yeah, for the college. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, that was Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. a day behind. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we had a ribbon cutting for the new law enforcement training simulator. Over I'm glad you know my charades. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, at a ribbon cutting, it's more of a shoop, shoop. Uh, <laughs> the giant scissors. Uh, but yeah, and so we'll have uh, Sandy McKenzie on here next week talking right. to us about that as well. So that'll be fun. We've got some photos and a little video we can put together for that, too. Excited. It's been working on. Yeah. Um, so I know that we're getting low one time. I just want to make sure for anybody that wants to take some of your classes, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. want to know the degree programs we have. We've got the Associate in Arts, which they can take if they just love art or if they want to transfer to a university. We also have the Associate in Fine Arts, mm-hmm. right, or, uh, with a concentration in visual arts, right? In visual arts or music, mm-hmm. depending on your genre or mm-hmm. which your which area you'd like to go into. and. It's as simple as just going to the college and going to an advisor. Mm-hmm. There, we've worked with them, and they're all—they um, know kind of what to put students in, or contacting me directly, or Dr. Chauncey Stevenson, him correctly, which mm-hmm. is all on the website. My yeah. name is Elizabeth Spencer, um, so we're just that easy. <laughs> and we get a lot of people, a lot of emails like, "I want to know more about your program. How does this work?" Yeah. and something. That's really awesome that we're starting in the fall as we're doing 
a gallery assistantship program. So we're working directly with the Bank of the Arts. And so students will be taking a class, and that class is really um, geared around getting real kind of gallery experience, working with um, Dara, who's the uh, gallery director at the Bank of the Arts, and with John Berger. So Very cool. It's very exciting. Yeah. I know. So I just, I love our program and how much uh, we try to do with the community and the local arts kind of infrastructure here. Mm-hmm. And and we have such an artistic community as well, right? Sure. So there's a lot yeah. of opportunity for collaboration and connections there. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Is that John's work that I see across the street from the, the arts center? The, the, there's a new sculpture that's up there. It's. The, the clasp hands and all the different colors on, what is that sculpture called? I Is it in front of Crema Brew? It's behind the, Crema Brew. Okay, I have not seen it. I, seen, I saw pictures of it, but I yeah. haven't seen it. I'm not sure, um, because it's relatively new. I think they had a ribbon cutting for it um, a few weeks ago. Um, and I'm not exactly sure who the artist is, or if it was a combination of multiple artists getting together. But I know that the Bank of the Arts and John... He might have actually been kind of the um, the force behind it, mm-hmm. um, but I think that that's great because I think John cool. helped with the one that the local church was on Broad Street that had the hands mm-hmm. and it was all the multicolored. Yeah. I think he was a, a part of assisting with that as well. Yeah, this yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was John in one of the church. Was it Broad Street Baptist? I think. Anyway, it was one of I'm those churches sure. down there. Yeah. Their youth group. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. Fantastic, right? Lots of great stuff. I know, uh, Megan, is there anything else you need to touch on before we break today? I don't think so. This is great. I loved it. I love art and love business. I'm excited to walk around campus now, and I'm just going to see all these different statues and art in a different light. I love it. Uh, I can say for me, I'm going to plug that we have an improv show on Saturday at Civic Theater. We've got five shows from four until nine o'clock. Uh, and because uh, restrictions have changed, we can have a little bit more in there, but we still do enforce masking and social distancing and, and the performers are wearing masks as well. But if anybody wants to come see a little improv on Saturday, we're doing that too. I don't know why awesome. you guys don't live stream that. It'd be so funny. The live streaming? Yeah. Uh, we're entrepreneurs. You can come buy a ticket and support the theater. <laughs> <laughs> people. What time? People. Well, we've people. got shows at four and five okay. and then seven, eight and nine. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's a marathon. So we're of doing improv. Yeah. We do multiple shows right now because we've had limited capacity. So to be able to, to sell more tickets, see more people uh, than we had sure, to spread sure, out. Sure. So this will probably be the last marathon that we do. This is the third one of those that we've done. Do you it makes for a long night. by the end of it? Yes. Are you like, I'm improved out? Do you have people uh, that come to all not. of them? No. Sit there for no, five no, hours no. too and watch no. it. Not even their family. No, not not even not even us. Like we're in the back. No, no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it does make for a long night. But yeah. it, I mean, it's I mean, you're on stage and there's a another sort of gear of energy that kicks in sure. when you're up on stage. Show me your sticker. So plug that the walk-in bathtub. Turn that into the, see it. Walk in. A little, a little, little higher. higher. There it is. Walk-in bathtub. Newburn Civic Theater. <laughs> what? Yep. Yeah. Great artwork. I don't know who did the graphics, but it's awesome. You know who did the graphics? That's a, that's Meredith? a silhouette. Meredith did it. Meredith, of course, Meredith did it. The bathtub. Yeah, that's me in the bathtub holding a little rubber yeah. ducky. Rubber that's ducky. Rubber no, ducky. that's not me. Oh, I was like, it looks exactly like you. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's yeah. fantastic. So I'm excited. We got a great show next week as well, and we've got Art Walk. So go down and see our students and all their beautiful work mm-hmm. up at the Bank of the Arts. So Art Walk starts. What is it? Five thirty, five o'clock. They start closing down everything. I think it's the streets. Five. I think it's and then five. the stores will stay open. We've got a gorgeous weather coming, so it's going to be a fantastic. So 
Go support local artists, local business, um, our locals, our students, and anything else? Awesome. Support everybody. Support yeah. everybody. Yeah. Just love. <laughs> yeah. And have a Girl Scout cookie. Which have a Girl Scout cookie. Support, yes. oh, that's, Support that's the Girl Scouts. Say. Girl that's Scout right. Week. Go buy yeah. some cookies. The Girl Scout cookies must remain in the studio. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, I don't it's know. A, it's a safety concern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, All anyway, right. have everybody, great. Have a good day. Yeah. See you next week. All right. Yeah. See be you safe. Week. Be All happy. Right. Be healthy. Bye. Bye. Bye.